Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm from Queensland and I voted Liberal. I'm Annie and I, I voted Liberal. Hi, my name's Brittany. I'm from New South Wales and I voted Liberal. Occupational therapist Kirsty, environmental engineer Annie and teacher Brittany weren't the only ones who decided to put a number one in the box for the Liberals at the weekend's election. In fact, lots of people who would otherwise align with Labor decided to swing on over to the right this time around. But why? Today, we speak to three of these so-called quiet Australians and find out from journalist Caroline Overington why Scott Morrison, or the messiah from the Shire, as he's been dubbed, came out the winner when it all seemed to be lost. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Shame. Shame. When we stumbled into work on Monday, those from the left-leaning side of politics felt a bit like this towards those who chose to vote back in the Liberal government. Shame. Shame. How could you back a party who doesn't have a strong climate change policy, who cater to the richer side of town and who are aligning with others who have racist, sexist and homophobic views? If the polls were to be believed, we expected the Labor Party and Bill Shorten to take the top job. But that didn't happen. And in the fallout, people started appearing in our social media feeds. I voted for the Liberal Party after, like, deep discussion with my husband. All Shorten's policies were about was just upheaving the whole financial situation and was really going to make us suffer in terms of our businesses and our home. My theory is if you want me to help you with the environment and do all those things, which I'm 100% for, first I need to make sure that the people that I care about are safe and myself. So I need money to help people and that's essentially what it was. They're being called the quiet Australians, a wave of people who were tired of being told by the left side of the argument about how sexist, racist, homophobic and wrong their conservative views are, about how you have to consider the environment above your own wants and needs first, because in the long run, when the world is essentially a garbage fire, your small business won't be making much of a profit. These people quietly entered their local polling booth on May 18, cast their vote and then when the results came in, decided it was time to stop being quiet about it. 
I voted Liberal because I understand that people want to see change, but I don't see that change needs to happen catastrophically fast. After 10 to 15 years of hearing about climate change and the emergency, 10, 15 years later, we're still in the emergency and I don't think people can feel and touch what that means. I prefer what the, the Liberal Party does, which is very pragmatic. They have the big business on their side, and I feel like that's the way to get the most change. Journalist and writer Caroline Overington says there are a few factors that can explain why so many people chose to swing their vote. But first, Caroline, why is it that Scott Morrison, who was involved in all that PM backstabbing that saw Malcolm Turnbull shown the door, why are we OK with ScoMo doing that but not all the others who've gone before? Well, this is a really interesting and excellent question because you're quite right. Wherever they had changed a Prime Minister previously, Kevin Rudd, Julia Gillard, back to Kevin Rudd, Tony Abbott, Malcolm Turnbull and then Scott Morrison, all in a very short period of time, voters hated it. They hated it. But one thing was Scott Morrison was the right person to choose and his family looked like so many Australian families. Not all of them, because we are becoming a more diverse nation, but I don't mean in terms of their appearance. I mean in terms of what families in Australia, whatever their makeup, are trying to do. If you are an Australian, there is a really good chance that what you're trying to do in life is get ahead. Probably you want to do something like start a family of your own or form some kind of partnership with somebody or get ahead for yourself so that you can help out your parents who maybe struggled a bit. Maybe you would like to one day have a little house or a little apartment if that's the way you're going. Maybe you want to get a little dog that you can walk by the beach in the park. Maybe you want to take a holiday overseas. Maybe you want to take your kids overseas. Maybe you want to spoil them a bit. Maybe you want them to have the things that you weren't able to have. And Scott Morrison spoke directly to that Australian. And that's most of us. He is an ad man and there is a very cunning politician underneath the presentations that he makes. At the same time, I feel that they are sincere. So it's an interesting mix there because of course, of course he is a politician, of course he is an ad man, of course he is trying to sell you a message. But the message he's trying to sell you is one that most Australians believe. And that is that if you work really hard in this country, you will end up doing pretty well. There will be periods where life is just brutal because life is just brutal. Catastrophe is coming for everyone, as we know. So there will be times when the business doesn't go well. There will be times when you have health challenges. But for the most part, the road forward is going to end in a nice place for you if you're an Australian, because this is a a land of tremendous opportunity. And selling that message to an audience that believes it is what really worked. Caroline, do you think people voted for Scott Morrison and the Liberals or were they protesting and voting against Labor? Definitely both. Now, the quiet Australians that we spoke to at the Australian where I work very much were doing both. Some of the quiet, the so-called quiet Australians were young families. So let's say a mum with two kids and a husband. Her family is absolutely everything to her. She really wants the best for her kids. She wants to put them in good schools. She wants them to go to university, get great jobs, go overseas to work, travel, enjoy everything that life offers. And she felt like Scott Morrison was selling that story to her 
but also that that dream was at risk if the Labor Party was elected. And, and by the same token, we talked to a young man who's in finance, a 27-year-old who lives in Sydney, came up from Adelaide to go to university, you know, really working hard to try to get ahead. He doesn't have a lot of money at the moment, but one day he would like to buy an investment property. And Labor had a policy that would mean that that would be quite heavily taxed compared to now. Um, baby boomers, for example, who had worked very hard their whole lives people who had you know, opened a hardware store, put on 10 people during the course of their career, whose mortgages they felt responsible for. Now they have a nice share portfolio. Let's say you know, it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars stacked in their ComSec account, and uh, they make money off it every year. That's what they live on. They don't depend on the government. They don't pull a pension. They live on these franking credits and share dividends, and then suddenly these were going to be taken away, throwing their future into doubt. Would they have to go on the pension all of a sudden, something they never want to do? very sort of proudly independent. So you have both factors working almost like cogs in the wheel. So you've got everything working together against the idea of a Labor government. When Labor comes in, they come in with big, bold visions on the environmental side and they come in, you know, strong and hard. I still remember Kevin 07, the environmental policies that came in then and that included things like the home insulation program. There were bold, big initiatives and uh, it really galvanised the public and as a result, the pressure was on to perform. And because it was done in an emergency state rather than just in a pragmatic approach, uh, we, we made lots of mistakes. And fortunately in that process, uh, six people died and over 100 houses caught fire. I have to say it, my vote wasn't necessarily a vote for Liberal. It was a vote against Labor. It was a vote against their policies. And I'm hoping in the next three years we get policies that aren't so divisive, that aren't so like, hey, we're going to help people or the environment. Why can't we do both? What role did those minor parties play in all of this? Because we saw a few people who went to the ballot box exclaim that it wasn't so much about who they were voting for first in this election, but as to which worst of the worst were they going to put last. Did they, (laughs) those other smaller parties, the ones that have been surrounded by controversy, the One Nations and the United Australias and, um, and those other conservative parties, did they make it easier for people to vote liberal because they were the less conservative of the conservatives? That, you know, that is so astute. That is so, that is absolutely correct. Because there were parties that were to the very far right, the conservative coalition, the Liberal National Party, looks to be very much closer to the middle than it perhaps normally does. It doesn't seem like a vote for the far right, and it isn't a vote for the far right. Labor and Liberal, there's not that much between them on the major social issues. So you could quite confidently vote Liberal. I think that's a very, very clever point that you've just made without feeling that you were voting on the right because a lot of people don't want to vote on the right. They do feel, rightly or wrongly, that it's the homophobic side of the argument, that it's the um, anti-woman side of the argument. There was also the point that in Queensland in particular, and you could argue that Queensland delivered the election for the coalition, One Nation and Clive Palmer got an enormous number of primary votes and those preferences all flowed back to the Liberal Conservative Party. So you had in some seats 20% or 12% voting for One Nation and Clive Palmer and that's not enough for those candidates to be elected and so we go to their second preference and it flows to the Liberal Party. So definitely they helped elect the coalition, no doubt about it. So how do those who don't normally vote Liberal, who've now come out of the Conservative closet, feel about their choice now that ScoMo and his mates are staying in power? 
still really torn because my social views definitely, I guess, if they were going to align more with any political party, would definitely lean towards Labor or the Greens because, you know, I'm a raging feminist. I support gay rights, support the rights of refugees, everything like that. I work in health. I'm an occupational therapist. You know, do I look after my family and myself or do I think about the needs of the people who I work with every day? And of course, the environment was not an easy choice to make, for sure. The idea that someone would think that I'm homophobic, that I'm not a feminist, because I'm a liberal voter, I think, yeah, I would be really heartbroken by that. I felt guilty about telling all my friends from university who are quite well educated because I thought, oh, I'm going to get that typical left-wing thing that you get, then they're like, I can't believe you're not thinking about the rest of the world. But it was really shocking that everyone I told that I voted Liberal voted Liberal. It's going to be interesting when I go back to work because I don't think teachers usually vote for the Liberal Party. And yes, I did feel quite bad. When we asked Brittany, Annie and Kirsty about how they reconcile the fact that they voted for a party where women are drastically underrepresented, all three responded quite similarly that they hoped that in the next three years, Scott Morrison and the Liberal government can fix that. But that first and foremost, they were voting for a party's policies over other issues. So the lesson here for all of us is that we need to spend a bit more time hearing each other than shouting at each other, even if we don't like what we hear. You may not agree with the reasons these people have given for voting differently to you. But as we've found, calling them out on social media as dumb or selfish only strengthens their resolve to push back against the insults. Maybe we won't always agree, but we can agree that shaming someone for their view on politics doesn't make that view go away. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie.